welcome to Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Alwell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And today we're checking in with some 2021 celeb relationship rumors. We are doing cringe mode, The Bachelor. (laughs) (laughs) And we're also, you know, briefly going to talk about David Hasselhoff's $1.5 million replica of himself. (laughs) I can't wait. Such good content already. I know. Uh, follow us on Twitter. We're at tea time underscore 33. And then follow us on Instagram at tea time pod. Okay, before we get into the show, let's take a quick break. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear are so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian, tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. All right. First category. It's what day is it? It's January 7th. And we've already got a lot of celeb relationship rumors swirling about in this new year. So Tea Time is checking in with the 2021 relationship news dump. Actually, a shocking amount this week. Kate, start us off. I mean, obviously, I could only talk about one thing at the beginning of this podcast, and that is my boy Harry Styles and his new boo. Olivia Wilde. Mm. Uh, They took the internet by storm this week when they were revealed to be dating at Harry's friend and manager, Jeff Azoff's wedding. Jam session went very in-depth into this, but I'm not not going to talk about it. Literally, it's (laughs) my entire personality. Uh, So, you know, there were like some very clearly planned pictures of them released. Mm. They were, she was his date to this wedding of his close friend. Then uh, pictures of them in Santa Barbara over New Year's were released. So like it's very definitely, you know, they're starring in a movie together. People are like, it's clearly a PR relationship. However, Mm. I disagree. First of all, I want to make it very clear that I approve of this couple. (laughs) I love Harry Styles. Olivia Wilde could not be more his type unless she had walked in a Victoria's Secret fashion show, which she could have (laughs) if she wanted to. But she was too cool to go that route. I personally have loved Olivia Wilde ever since she made out with Marissa Cooper on the OC. Just a formative <laughs> character uh, for many of us. So uh, I just fully approve of this. Uh, she's 10 years older than him, obviously his type. And he's not really her type, but he also kind of is. Obviously, she split with Jason Sudeikis. Uh, it became public recently, but was not recent, I believe, is kind of mm-hmm. what people have realized. But, you know, I think you could classify him as a rebound. And personally, I think if you're going to rebound from your longtime husband and partner with anyone, like it may as well be Harry Styles. Yeah. So Kate, um, are you claiming that this relationship is actually romantic, genuine, and like came about in a natural way and not some plant from a movie they're doing or like an industry setup? Do you think this is real? That's the question uh, that everyone's trying to figure out. I think it's real. I think they're very much each other's type. She mm. likes really famous guys. She dated Bradley <laughs> Cooper, Justin Timberlake, uh, Jason Sudeikis, not so much, but like, you know, over the course of of her life has dated like very famous, uh, some pop stars, just like guys who, you know, like to have a good time or like sort of a good hang. And yeah, they're in a movie together, whatever. I, I think that it's real. Apparently he's like met her kids. I think it's definitely wow. convenient, but I also kind of think the movie is so far away that like, it's almost too soon for them to be dating if they like didn't plan on doing it for a really long time. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so that to me is like, it's definitely a committed relationship. Okay. However, the internet, and by which I mean the One Direction stands, which <laughs> still very much live on the internet, were so mad about this and are wow. still so mad about this. They are like, oh, so Harry Styles holds hands with a woman and they, we just assume they're dating. Oh, and I'm like, God. she's his date mm. to this wedding of his closest friend and manager. But sure. Uh, they could they be like clearly pictures of them <laughs> kissing and the One Direction fans would be like, she's just like trying to get something off of his face. You know? Right. Like, <laughs> uh, and the strongest One Direction fans, again, I just salute their stamina, are the uh, Larry Shippers. Uh, uh, Larry Stylinson. Harry Styles Shippers, <laughs> who once again are like, they have been in love and have secret children together and have been in love for many years. And I just, I honestly, at this point, am just in awe of their stamina and their ability to keep this going. Some real endurance on their part. <laughs> Truly. One Direction uh, disbanded, whatever, went on hiatus five years ago. And long before that, the Larry stands were like out of trend. Like they had separated Harry and Louis on stage. They did not do interviews sitting next to That's each so other. Sad. They did not, which like was because, of, not because of these stands, but like. Well, kind of. of. I think it definitely uh, was. Yeah. So like even before then, this was like not a thing. Um, One time I went just, to Italy and there was like yeah. a stickers everywhere that were like Larry Stylinson is real and that's like one of my most formative memories of like Italy yeah and like now they're on now they're on Olivia Wilde's Instagram like oh, sending her oh, hate messages God. and I'm just like you guys I've never cared about anything in my life this much and I just don't know how they do it I want to <laughs> yeah. know how and why they're still so devoted to this cause anyway I don't agree with the Larry's I think this <laughs> is real I think it's convenient uh, yeah. but it seems pretty on brand for both of them and uh, I approve. Honestly, I'm in. Great. I'm in on... And Harry Styles' most famous song <laughs> that he wrote himself before oh. he became a solo artist is called Olivia. Oh. So it's just fake. Perfect. You know? Do you see yeah. this as like a Sean Mila? Is that, I'm, am I saying that right? Like a really... Yeah, like a long-term... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, allegedly. Um, I mean, it could be. I think that's what the people who are not into it will say. Mm -hmm. Um... But I just don't really care. It seems sure. like they're having a good time. I like both of them. That's the difference between them and Sean Miller. Sure, sure. Is that yeah. I like Harry Styles and Lily <laughs> It feels so. like they won't do the the walk tour that a lot of these other uh, perhaps right. PR they're relationships more, will they're do. They're much more self-aware <laughs> than they than those two. They're also just cooler than those two. Yeah. Uh Olivia Wilde, very online, kind of like with the times. And yeah, I just I don't mind it. I think they're a cool couple and I think they're having fun and I just don't really care. Great. Yeah. Happy for, for you. Them. That's where I'm at. Yeah. All right. Next Thank one. Thank you. Another couple that was uh, very publicly photographed over the holidays was Margaret Qualley and Shia LaBeouf. Controversial for many reasons. The mo the primary one being that Shia LaBeouf has recently been accused of abuse from various women, including FKA Twigs. Um, so just a really, a really bad look for Margaret Qualley to be doing like image rehabilitation for him yeah. in public, going on these very public paparazzi hikes, mm -hmm. et cetera. A lot of people were talking about it online, just being like, what is she doing? What is this like young girl Oof. who has could be dating anyone has obviously as questionable taste in men as we've seen uh, with Pete Davidson. Um, but they were like, what is she doing? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Get some sense into her head. Supposedly, they just broke up. So, Margaret, I'm glad someone has, you know, gotten some sense into you. Uh, and I just would say everyone else, please stay away from Shia LaBeouf. Like, yep. yep. Everyone else in Hollywood, just just stay away. Yep. Agreed. Okay. Next one. Well, let's just briefly talk about the Kim Kanye rumors. Um, page six. Uh, yes. yes. Was like, we hear that the divorce for Kim and Kanye is imminent. And I guess Kim hired Laura Wasser, who is that famous celebrity divorce attorney. And obviously, you know, I feel like in the last, well, in the last year, we've seen less and less of them together. We've known that he was in Wyoming at their mm -hmm. ranch and obviously mm -hmm. you know he has a lot of mental health issues that are really sad and I think it's probably really exhausting for her I mean I'm not saying that you know she isn't probably complicit in this too but it's just you know it's hard when you it's have been a someone... lot between them lately yeah. yeah exactly and of course I think the la I mean and he was in all of, like when she did her birthday party 
40th birthday, he wasn't, mm-hmm. he was like in the background of pictures. Like, you know, it was like a flash picture of Kanye, like walking through the background or something. Right. Like, There's really always was planning, right. planning the hologram, you guys. Yeah. Oh my God, the iconic Robert Kardashian senior hologram. Yes. Right. I mean, there's been a lot of stories in the last year where he's like been removing himself from either yeah. family events or obviously the show that films almost right. all year round. And that apparently like allegedly was a cause in all this. Um, Kaya made a really interesting point in that E! News has like was A, not the first people to report on this and B, mm. like has doesn't have any inside scoop. Do you guys think that that's because their relationship with E! News is kind of like now shuddering and Chris Jenner doesn't owe E! News anything. And now with Hulu, it feels like maybe they won't be like anytime I used to read a Kardashian piece on E! Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is fed by Chris Jenner. I feel like that's no longer the case. I have to find a new outlet. Wasn't that TMZ too? Wasn't TMZ the one who oh, always had the yeah. Kardashian well, TMZ scoop? always has everything and I don't, and they're yeah, scary. Um, and I almost right. like, don't even want to legit. speak their name. Yeah. yeah. But e! News was like, you know, the Kardashian home. Right. Right. Yeah. But, but like yeah. actual approved news. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they're, they've lost their touch. Yeah. Maybe. We don't know. And then lastly, just one more breakup. Sorry for all the, the bad news showing up <laughs> in the pod, but we'll swing back upwards. I promise. Um, our girl Zoe Kravitz is now divorcing Carl mm-hmm. Glesman after only 18 months of marriage. And, you know, I didn't have a lot of stake in that relationship on themselves. <laughs> I think all of us actually care more about her um, mm-hmm. as a person and like yeah. what she'll do next and like what, you know, hoping that she's okay. So she'd filed for divorce. The reason for the split is obviously unknown. Carl has unfollowed Zoe Kravitz and deleted all photos of her. I think he only has like a couple left on his Instagram. But then shortly after this news broke, then like all these rumors started swirling that Zoe Kravitz was like dating fucking Channing Tatum, which is like the just the weirdest thing for me to wrap my head around. I think those rumors have been debunked, but that was everywhere for a short time. Kate, do you care to comment? I believe you were the one who told me this. Yeah, that was all over all over. It really the same day as like Harry Styles, Olivia Wilde was when the Channing Tatum rumors really took hold because I think people were like 2021, like actual celebrity news. Uh, yeah, I ha- I don't think any any real proof has been given to the Channing Tatum theories. I saw Colin Farrell uh, being uh-huh. thrown around as well. Okay. Um, but I know, Liz, you wanted to give some suggestions if those <laughs> okay. are both just rumors so I th- of who she should date next. I thought I wanted to give some suggestions and I really only have one recommendation where it's like, as long as it's not Machine Gun Kelly or g Easy, I don't care. Do whatever you want. But please they're stay taken. away from those two men. I know, but they're everywhere. And I feel like 2020 was just them running amok. And I just, they can now be like wifed up and like kind of yeah. spend the year out of my like per- celebrity purview. Um, do you guys have any legit recommendations? I have a legit, I have a legit suggestion okay. that I actually think is like actually could happen. Okay. I was looking at Zoe Kravitz's dating history and mm. she likes some like very weird dudes, like not weird, but like a specific kind of actor that's like a little bit method, a little bit over the top, a little like, I think Carl kind of fits into that. Mm-hmm. I think she had Michael Fassbender, she had Ezra Miller, mm. like these guys that are like really intense, like really weird, but like also like kind of fun. Right now, Zoe Kravitz is shooting Batman with Robert Pattinson Ooh. and it just seems like he fits the unwashed bill, you know, (laughs) like he just has the right amount of hair grease, Mm. the right amount of like handsome, but unshaven Mm -hmm. and like a little weird. Yeah. And I think they would be a great. Actually, I love that. Yeah. She needs to dump that one girl he's with. So, yeah. (laughs) Suki, what's her face? Yeah. Yeah, I don't don't care what her her name is. Yeah. Zoe instead. That's my uh, not prediction, but I have my fingers. That's good. That's a good one. Thank you. Fingers crossed for you, Kate. All right, let's move on to the next category. It's This Week in Social Media slash Not Worth the Tea. Um, The first piece of news is a great crossover. It both happened on social media and it's extremely not worth the tea. And (laughs) it is E! News. I feel like I've I've talked about them more than I usually do on this episode, but I paid close attention to them this week. Um, They're struggling at the moment, I think. This is not my main point, but with this week's news and the white supremacists and the domestic terrorism that happened at the Capitol, they chose as their thoughtful um, commentary on it was to post a series of quotes from Chloe Grace Moretz, Sarah Jessica Parker, (laughs) Pink. And it just is like, you don't have to do that. The people people we turn to in these 
troubled time. Oh right. That's like the last people I want to hear from. I guess E! News, I don't really want to hear from anyone. It's my fault for engaging with their content. Um, <laughs> it's literally any- like that Chappelle show come to life where he's like, or it's a stand-up and he's like, what does Ja Rule think? It's, funny. it's very funny. Okay, sorry. <laughs> well, now we know what okay. Chris Moretz <laughs> thinks about Thank the domestic you. terrorism event. Anyway. Thank you, E! News. <laughs> e! News also made me really laugh because this is actually, we have not talked about this. Emma Stone is pregnant, oh, uh, which mm-hmm. is like, great. She's been photographed. We were kind of maybe speculating mm-hmm. off the mic about this situation. But anyway, it's official. And E! News <laughs> really had a ball with um, coming up with some tweets because obviously, like, Amelia, you can speak more to this, but like, I feel like you gotta, uh, E! News has to post about two or three times about the same piece of news because, you know, Twitter's long and filled sure. with other shit. So you gotta continue to post about it. Anyway, their original breaking <laughs> news tweet of Emma Stone's baby said, breaking, this is an easy B for Emma Stone. Baby, that is. She's expecting her first child with her fiance, Dave McCary. And I just feel like, you know, I think this has been speculated for a long time. They had a Uh. lot of time to, you know, brainstorm, bounce ideas off Mm. of one another. And I don't know that this is an easy B for Emma Stone. (laughs) Baby, that is, is like the very best um, version of themselves. You know? (laughs) Agreed. Agreed. It's low-hanging fruit. Here were her other one, or um, the other account's tweets, and you guys can tell me your favorite. Uh-huh. <laughs> the second one was, her own little pocket full of sunshine. Emma Stone is going to be a mom. Okay. Ooh, like a deep cut Easy A reference. Wow, okay. someone over at E loves Easy A. <laughs> loves Easy A. <laughs> and then the third one was, Emma Stone out and about with her growing baby bump. That's an easy A plus from us. Oh my us. God. Are you fucking kidding me? She didn't She's just made one other movie. movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's not the movie she won the Oscar for. Are you kidding me right now? Oh it feels God. weird to really lean into Easy A. I know people love that movie, but like, yeah, yeah but the girl's got a long IMDb page. Yeah. Why not? I don't get it. Anyway, E News, better luck next time, um, perhaps <laughs> with your puns. We're they're, rooting for you. They're normally better about it. Oh um, okay, E-news. next piece of news. So, uh, you know, I have tried. I've tried. I've given Blake Shelton a chance. I really have. You know, I feel like maybe we all have. Maybe. I don't know. I said mm-hmm. that my voice was sure. so wavering. Um, But I've <laughs> changed my mind and I reserve that right because he wrote a song called Minimum Wage about how some lady, which I guess is presumably Gwen Stefani, um, and her love is so amazing that it can make a guy feel rich while living on minimum wage. And it's just like, Get out of here. Um, He premiered it on NBC's New Year's telecast. And he was, this is the quote. I can't speak for everybody else, but I had a great 2020. Even though a lot of bad stuff happened personally for me, I got engaged to Gwen Stefani. And I don't care what else happened besides that. That made it a great year. It's just, I don't, uh, that combined with the whole minimum wage song by a guy who makes a hundred million dollars, like, or who has a net worth of a hundred million dollars. Like, just get, go, go, leave. Oh my God. Amelia, you were, you were in on them briefly last year. You were like watching Blake Gwen compilations. Okay, all right. Okay. All right. All right. Moving on. Moving on. I'm just saying. (laughs) No, you're right. For you that this has come about and. I this think it was a, yeah. the smack in the face I needed, though. Yeah, this That's is what true. we get for trying to give Blake Shelton a chance. So I know. So tone deaf. Oh, my God. That's on us. Yeah. That's on That's us. Yeah. That's our fault. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> okay. So, our bad. Um, God, this is such a random category. Uh, we've got to rename it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we talking about so, this next one? Because it's not worth the tea. Okay. And Tea Time has a long history of covering uh, children's TV show news. <laughs> All the way back to Mr. Ratburn's wedding on Arthur. Oh. Uh, we we care about the genre. No genre is uh, outside of our scope. We are right. a podcast of the people. No one which is, is why we have to talk about the talk, to talk about the cancellation after two mm. decades. Wow, of Caillou, uh, the children's television show. <laughs> the at New York Post uh, wrote an article about it and said <laughs> parents are thrilled to see quote little brat. T- oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> Caillou canceled. Um, Caillou has become like this internet meme. Am I the only person that had previous knowledge of Caillou before this? I, I mean, anyone? I, no, I no, had. I don't but know. Only <laughs> of, like this, you never watched Caillou? No, I was watching Doug. Wow, 
Oh, I love well, dogs. Similar, similar energy, yeah. actually. It was just a children's TV show about this little bald kid. He's had a really annoying song. He was really annoying. It's truly same and... energy as dog. <laughs> <laughs> he had like three little hairs. Oh, that's cute. He did have three little hairs. <laughs> well, it's like, Yeah, there was a Caillou meme, like right, meme. Amelia? Well, and I mean, it's very explicit. I won't say it, but <laughs> there's mind. like, there's a lyric that's like something bald like Caillou. Do you remember? Oh, no. What? No. By okay, who? Now just, for you, just I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to oh talk about God. it. Okay, sorry. Moving on. Moving anyway. on. Sorry, 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 sorry. Uh, anyway, this show's been on since 1997. I definitely watched it when I was a kid. I can still sing the theme song. It gets stuck in your head and never leaves. Uh, and parents are just thrilled that this show is no more. Happy for and parents. It, it just makes me feel sad because all the children's TV shows these days, I never saw now. I don't know Peppa Pig. Oh, I, don't Peppa. Know, I don't know whatever other... Right. Shows these kids are watching. Caillou was my last one. Uh, Wait, you so... were watching Caillou? No, oh. but I knew Caillou and the kids were watching Caillou. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, I did watch Caillou. So I just, you know, it just feels like one last remnant of my youth is gone oh my with God. Caillou. Yes, um, Amelia, I just found that as well. And I found the lyrics. That's what I've been distracted with. And I'm sure everyone listening <laughs> will also do the exact same thing. If you're curious, I will we'll look make it up it, after this. We'll make it easy. It's a song by Young God. So anyway, well, that's that. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Good. Can we move right, on? on? Yes. Okay, great. This yeah. is happy news. This is like a, this is a public announcement. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm taking a, the headline from February's uh, Cosmo cover. Mm. It is SZA season and it has yes. been for a long time, but like it is officially SZA season. And I want to just give like her, cause I don't think we've ever talked about her on this podcast. I'm obsessed with her music. I watched her live at Coachella. She's Fucking fantastic. But she also has an amazing online presence, which I feel like at tea time, we like give a mm. lot of credit to people who do that. Lil Nas has it. We talk about Cardi B. We talk about Megan Thee Stallion. A lot of other people have this. But Sis is really funny because she's in her feelings like all the time online. And I would highly recommend following her on Twitter and Instagram. Twitter, she does some really phenomenal things. And also she just released some new music um, and she's got an album coming out. So stream good days, as we also say. Yes. Um, Anyway, so she has been tweeting a lot. Um, in the new year, she goes, so she's been like shouting out many people, shout out Zane who sings to take the orders at Mendocino Farms on Ventura. <laughs> then she got home, realized Zane forgot her salad. She's like, oh. just my dad's, but shout out Zane anyway, blah, blah. <laughs> then she's like, if y'all had a hotline to call and cry with me, would you use it? And my answer is <laughs> yes, yes, fucking please. Yes. And then oh my lastly, God. my favorite one, I'm going to pull this up. She says on December 26th, one of the more depressing days out of the year, honestly, the day after Christmas, she goes, I understand mental health is important. I just want a bigger butt, which like, (laughs) who doesn't? Everyone shares that with you, SZA. Anyway, I just really, really fucking love her. She's on the cover of February's Cosmo, which is where I grabbed SZA season. And I just encourage everyone listening, if you don't know her, familiarize yourself, stream her music. Um, I think it's kind of a a depressing time of year. And she's really good at you just like turn it on, get really in your feels. And you sit for yeah. a while. Also, SZA, just one of the most beautiful humans to Gorgeous. exist on Earth. Absolutely. Like, That's why you follow her on Instagram. Said. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's what Instagram is for. Agreed. <laughs> TikTok too. Isn't she on TikTok? She tried. Okay. So she tried a couple days ago and then she violated too many community guidelines <laughs> oh. and her account has been blocked. So I well, couldn't find her. Honestly, respect. Respect. Yeah. She'll try again soon. Um, okay. Anyway, last one. Our last one is for all you view heads out there, um, which is me and my friend Alex, but it's fine. Uh, so... Oh, actually, you know, a lot of people watch it, but that is neither here nor there because I just want to briefly talk about a really funny tweet that went viral. It was like, I'm sorry, I'm like already cracking up. Um, it's by someone whose uh, handle is at Kizen or Kayshawn. I'm sorry, I, I probably butchered that, but it's a uh, anyway, he wrote um, of this screen cap that has uh, all the view ladies. So we have Whoopi. She's smiling. She's laughing. We have Joy. She is smiling, laughing. They have Senator Warnock. He is, again, big smile on his face. Joy, she also is laughing. We have Sunny, and she is mid-laugh. And we have Sarah Haynes, and she is also mid-laugh, too. But in the middle, we've got a very angry-looking Megan McCain, and she's got the hair parted down the middle and she's wearing like a kind of a a poofy sweater and she just looks pissed 
the fuck off. And this person wrote, oh, she big mad. And it was like two little laughing emojis. And she does look big mad. Oh my God. It's just the contrast between everyone else being like, <laughs> and her being like, <laughs> is um, hilarious. And that went viral. It's special. It's really good. Um, sorry, that took a long time to uh, describe, but you know what? I'll, I'll link the tweet and you can look at it for yourself because yeah. it, she just looks so pissed off. Classic tea time phenomenon. <laughs> You'll get it when you see it. <laughs> but she just looks so angry. Okay, sorry. But I, it, okay, it's just, I, as a view person, I just love to see this. Yeah, it's great. So yeah. Funny. Love a, view a good head. view yeah. meme. That was for you guys. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Okay, let's do the next category. I'm really, really, really excited to get into it. Oh, we're doing cringe mode, The Bachelor. And I cannot believe Kate has allowed us to do this. I'm so grateful, first of all, Kate. Um, You're welcome. Longtime listeners know <laughs> Kate can't watch reality TV because she gets embarrassed <laughs> watching it. You guys should listen to TV Concierge, though. My two beautiful co-hosts, Mila and Kate, talked about 90 Day Fiance this week. So check that out. So Kate, you've been really dipping your toes in the reality TV pool. How do you feel? Uh, I feel very awkward, uh, <laughs> very uncomfortable, well, and happy to be here, but I feel like I made it through a difficult week. Right. Was this a better <laughs> viewing experience for you than watching 90 Day Fiance? So I did not actually watch 90 Day Fiance. That was part of my contract to do the podcast. Oh, my uh, God. I said I did not want to watch it. <laughs> so it was mostly Amelia explaining to me the benefits of 90 Day Fiance and me looking at memes, uh, uh -huh. which is my preferred uh, <laughs> way of consuming reality television. Yeah. Sure. But I did watch the entire Bachelor premiere this week. My first ever Bachelor episode. Wow. I am so excited to talk about this. So Amelia and I are elbows deep in the Bachelor world. Amelia has her own YouTube commentary. It's so fucking funny. No Rose All Thorn on YouTube. You're very nice. Watch it. Comment. Subscribe to the Ringers YouTube channel. Anyway, so <laughs> everybody knows me and Amelia love it. So let's dive in. This was obviously, as Kate said, the premiere of Matt James' season. Really exciting stuff. We took like, what, a two-week break between Tisha? <laughs> Not even. It was 11 days. Oh, my God. Wow. Okay, let's dive in with some highlights. So speaking of that, the juxtaposition between last season's <laughs> La Quinta destination and then this season's absolute mansion of a hotel oh, for Matt James. My God. Couldn't be a more stark contrast. It's Wait, they were at the La Quinta in last season? Yeah. 
Well, it was like a resort, but degree weather. Yeah, but it was like wow. basic ass, like suburban La Quinta versus this like immaculate, beautiful, gorgeous. Like this, it puts every building to shame. Honestly, yeah. it looks it's insane. It's like a castle. Yeah, it's it in is. Pennsylvania. It's got the amazing foliage. It's like it. Mm. Yeah, it does look like a castle, and it is the proper background for a bachelor season. And I just feel kind of sad for both Tasha and Claire Crawley who had to sweat. I feel their like way. though. If you make these men stay at a La Quinta Inn for like however long it takes to do this, like that's like a true declaration of love. Like I would believe that someone really loved me if they stayed at a La Quinta for me for God knows how long as opposed to like living in a castle. Because like, you know, I would do that. And also the name. For no man. Right. And the name of the mansion is called Nemecolon, which just, what the fuck? Hmm. That sounds like a a fancy racehorse name, you know, or like (laughs) some kind of a trust that someone has set up who's really rich. I don't know. It's just, wow. Um, The other highlight that I found from this episode was the pre-limo arrival. Matt James, before all the women showed up, Matt James pulled Chris Harrison aside and was like, actually, can we go chat for a minute? I don't know how staged this was because the walk <laughs> in was the room was staged. fully lit and the fire was on. And I was like, okay, fine. But <laughs> I thought they had a really lovely discussion and I almost wish a lot of hosts got that time with him. I know we don't know him as well, which we can talk about later in this category. We don't know him at all, honestly. (laughs) But anyway, Matt James pulls Chris in this well-lit fireplace room and is talking about a lot of anxiety that he feels, how nervous he feels. There's a lot of pressure on him being the first Black Bachelor. He talked about an interesting point where he was like, people have expectations of who they want me to end up with and what race that person should be. Don't want to piss off Black people. I don't want to piss off white people. Anyway, they had a very candid conversation that took like a good amount of time, which I appreciated. And I just thought it was like nice to get to know Matt James like that. And he wasn't just like, okay, this is my abs and my workout video. And then I'm from North Carolina. Let's dive in with these women. Even though there was that as well. But yeah, I I think my only criticism, I was like, and maybe I just like don't super like Chris Harrison, but I just, it's like Chris Harrison is not equipped to have this conversation with this man. Like, <laughs> That's true. You know, but but yeah. but I do agree that it was good that, you know, they didn't breeze over the topic, but yeah. I just like mm-hmm. anyone but fucking Chris Harrison. But anyway, I'm sorry. That's very true. Um, so then all the women arrive. It's more than 30 of them and we're going to try our <laughs> fucking best to keep them all straight. Uh, I can't. I will not try. <laughs> Kate, what's your highlight for this premiere? Right, yeah, yeah, your highlight. I would like everyone related to me to stop listening right now because I'm going to say the word dildo so many times in the next five minutes. Uh, there's a girl who, who you know, they do these gimmicks. I didn't really know about them, but I was like, okay, I'm just like committed to this. So yeah. I guess this is something that happens uh, where they like bring props and stuff, uh, mm-hmm. which I guess is good. It's more interesting than just like, I don't know. They can stand out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Walking out of a car. But this one girl brought with her <laughs> like a dildo vibrator <laughs> Iconic. and was like, this has gotten me through the last nine months. <laughs> and uh, honestly, I thought it was a great bit. And yeah. I respect the comedy, first of all, because they had to block it out on television. Right. <laughs> so for her to go with this, knowing that you would not even get the full effect, uh, I thought it was really funny. And yeah, and now you, I though? like was like, See, here's the thing. Amelia in her No Rose Althorn recaps, which are on YouTube and you should watch. Oh, thanks uh, again, guys. Said that the dildo bit got old, which I actually <laughs> appreciated the commitment to, to the bit because okay. it's not just that she brought it for her entrance. She kept it with her the whole night. She did not have a purse. She did not put it in a purse. She did not put it in a pocket in her dress. She carried oh. it around. Uh, she kept making jokes about it. She like tapped her champagne glass with it and she tapped <laughs> another woman on the shoulder with it, which... I just think she was like sowing the seeds of chaos in this world that takes itself way too seriously. Yeah. Uh, and as a first time viewer that just like could not stand all of the like faux deep conversations, I was like, yes, queen, like, please interrupt this prayer with your dildo. <laughs> like, I'm living, I'm living for it. Uh, and I thought it was really funny. Wait, but they never, no one explicitly says this was a new dildo. Right. Oh yeah. Which no. is and she a little even then. Wow. Even then was like if she one of the girls was like making fun of it or something. Of course, <laughs> and she was like, "Well, I mean, she better hope she's my roommate because I would share it." <laughs> <laughs> Just crack me up. 
Uh, so yeah, I thought she was funny. Her name's Katie or something. And actually somebody <laughs> sent me, I think it was Kaya sent me her TikTok, And I was like, Oh sure. Like she was funny on the show. Like, let's see. But she was like exclusively funny in the context of this episode. The uh, so bachelor humor apparently does not, uh, really switch to real life humor. <laughs> um, but yeah, I oh liked the chaotic evil of, of dildo girl. Sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. My other highlight uh, was I just didn't know what to expect from all these girls. Uh, Kind of what I got really was just like kind of vapid personalities for a lot of them. And like, you know, they try, but (laughs) not that interesting. But there's one girl named Kit who is such a caricature of a mean girl Mm -hmm. uh, of like a book character or like a gossip girl character (laughs) or like a CW popular girl that I could not get over it. She... I mean, as Amelia is going to know, is the daughter of Cynthia Rowley, who's a famous designer. So she's got like the rich girl nepotism thing going for. Her. She's like this little pixie blonde. She was wearing like a loofah dress, which was Cynthia Rowley designed. Of course. Of course it was, which everyone else was in these like slinky, like sparkly dresses. So I actually did respect like the frills and like the fringe. Yeah. Um, But I just could not get over like she literally was like she came onto the show and someone was like, please act like you're from the Upper East Side on <laughs> Gossip Girl. And she was like, OK. And that was okay, it. I yeah, will. To really lean in to that persona on the very yeah. first episode is kind of weird. And then again, I know, okay, you don't believe in the true love journey that these people <laughs> go on, but she couldn't have been more clear that, yeah, if I mean, I think if she actually wanted to have like a real relationship with Matt James, like long term, I think she wouldn't be acting the way. But yeah, she mm-hmm. comes in as a character of herself. And kind of blows her chances, I feel like. The best she'll get is obviously like a very tumultuous two-on-one. Just like, right. is, that, is, that, is that your goal here? What is her goal? That's what I want to know. What is know. a tumultuous two-on-one? My mind is <laughs> you have to so keep many watching. possibilities. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. All right. Yeah, Amelia, why is she here? I do not get it. I don't get it either because like I looked up the net worth of Cynthia Rowley and it's a hundred million dollars. It's not like she needs more money, but I, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it. she listed her job title because they all have their little job titles as I think fashion entrepreneur or something. And so maybe huh. she wants to have her own line or something, but it's just weird to me that it's like you could literally do anything else, but yeah. sure. I mean, I guess you will get people, you know, going to your Instagram, but I, it was just weird. It's just weird of all yeah. things. She, I saw something, of course, on TikTok that was like kind of the foremost people followed after The Bachelor premiere. And she's one of them. It's, of course, oh, is it's she? Matt James and Abigail, but she's, yeah, one wow. of the people. So I guess her evil plan is working. <laughs> it's um, a working. <laughs> okay, and then what is another highlight for you, Kate? Okay, I don't understand why this isn't a bigger part of the show. Please explain it to me. Okay, so there's like this split second moment when a couple of the people with like the worst gimmicks, like, you know, dildo girl, there's a girl who like threw a fish, a girl that walked up in lingerie and like had her dresses on the rack, which honestly, I respected that as well. That was a big swing and it worked for me. Uh, But these girls, there's a split second where the other girls are like up looking out a window and watching them and reacting. And when that, as soon as that happened, I was like, I want this throughout the whole episode. I want to see them talking shit about each other. I want to see them being impressed by each other. Cause then I know what to think. You know what I mean? I don't know what to think about like fish girl or Mm -hmm. these other random women. That should be a spinoff. Which ones. Right. Like I want like them to have like, like watch each other walk in each I'll be mic'd I'll be like talking about each other being like I love her dress or like wow that was stupid or oh she tripped that's embarrassing because otherwise all you get is fucking Matt James being like wow you're beautiful wow she's beautiful (laughs) wow love that oh wow I'm nervous yeah Yeah, like I I don't care about that and the conversations Mm. that they have in the house the amongst the women are also kind of boring and the men too because they don't have a lot to talk about if you got a costume on you kind of talk I mean that's why they refer (laughs) to the dildo so much just because not a lot to say within the first storyline Kate speaking of all these entrances in the premiere episode did you notice that they all got sent home and it was bright daylight outside (laughs) like it literally goes through the night all the way overnight 7 a.m. the next morning (laughs) in the confessionals at the very end the girls have no makeup on and they like look like I would look if I was you know being filmed for many many hours yeah which I did actually somebody I think it was Matt said something where he's like oh my god the time is moving so fast I'm like is it you're filming (laughs) for you maybe it has to be like 12 hours so I cannot imagine that it's moving quickly for you or me yeah uh (laughs) 
But yeah, make a panel of the girls. Let them shit talk each other as they walk in. That's what I want. Damn, stir in the pot. The last <laughs> thing I'll say that I want to give a shout out to these women on, every woman in America has gotten so good at applying false eyelashes that I, it doesn't even look bad anymore. It looks like natural makeup and natural eyelashes. And it's unfair. I never learn. I, I will never learn. It's way too hard. The makeup is so pristine across the board and false eyelashes have become such an <laughs> integral part of like you dress up like this. It's absolutely wild. I just got to give them props. They, they all looked great. Yeah. Could not be me. Me neither. All <laughs> right. Let's do some low lights. Kate, go ahead. Okay. So just to, you know, defend Dildo Girl, I was not in on all the gimmicks. Uh, there was someone named Victoria who dressed up like a queen and was just right. super annoying. Uh, and I know a lot of, the, we obviously have a lot of Bachelor coverage at TheRinger.com. So I'm not saying anything new by saying that I thought she was annoying and her like, she was trying to be the mean girl. It didn't work. Um, I'm just ready for her to go home. I was annoyed every time she was on screen and not at all entertained. Mm -hmm. So that was a low light for I me. Agree. Yeah. My other, my next two low lights are just that my willful suspension of belief for reality television just can't deal with this. So just humor me this. Uh, I respect the format. I respect the process. But as I was watching, I could not deal with just like the drama over them being like, can I step in? Can I steal him? <laughs> Which I know has been parodied to the ends of the earth right. because it's so stupid. But like, I'm just watching and they're so mad that certain girls are tapping them on the shoulder during their deep conversation about their parents. Yeah. And I'm like, it's all planned. They made you do it. You knew this was coming. Okay. And I just this can't a, deal with it. This is a bigger picture issue. I, I hope you I continue watching with us just for my <laughs> entertainment. But like, just uh, wait. It, I mean, uh, that's like the crux that's a third of the show it's <laughs> really it is. Know, like step in it is it but really like is. I just my willful suspension to believe like that's where it ends I was like I you don't you're all making this up you know what's happening <laughs> right so yeah just I just couldn't deal with that and then related to that my low light is just that this show takes itself way too seriously mm -hmm. it just like the the process of it all and the honor and the finding the love of your life it's 60 days right is that how much time yes it takes? literally it's time? like yeah two months you cannot no you cannot fall in love with these girls in 60 days you barely talk to them you don't know them they don't know you it cannot happen in this format and these people are here because they want to be famous so i just reject all of that i'm very sorry i try just wait until they start saying shit like i feel myself starting to maybe eventually long term going to start falling in love with you they start hedging and the language that they use as they get you know like maybe seven more days in is phenomenal i need you you to keep watching please I can't <laughs> I oh can't I might but I just can't deal with it I was I, like watching this <laughs> Amelia what I'm are your low lights you. oh my god that was okay sorry that's really good um I am gonna go there and say that I personally found the prayer to be insensitive I so there's a point when all the girls are inside and Matt is like all right everyone can you come over here and there, he was like all right, uh, can we bow our heads? And he's like, all right, dear Heavenly Father, blah, 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 blah. Um, and he just like prays over them, which that's fine. If you want to pray, that is fine. I have no problem with that. I do have a problem that it's just like, what if someone here isn't Christian? I just thought that was insensitive. And also it's a larger discussion that I've seen online. I will make this brief, but there's been this really like Christianization of the bachelor that I think is in a way kind of similar to people talking about like, Hey, we want more diversity on the bachelor. Well, like you're limiting, you know, when you give one specific person who is like very Christian and who has these uh, certain ideals and like, will say, I only want to date other Christians. And I mean, personally, if you want to do that as a personal thing, that's fine, but it really limits the pool of people that you get. And it's, again, it's, that's not diversity. And, you know, mm -hmm. Tasha last season let go of Ivan, who was one of her final guys because he was agnostic. And it's just, you know, again, it's like, oh my God, it's just, a, personally, I just don't like it. It's upsetting. Right. I don't and know. And it feels like they didn't have the room to say anything. Like if any of them had a thought where it's like, oh, that feels uncomfortable to me or like, oh, I don't want right. you to pray over me and for me in this journey. Right. There's no room to say that because they like, again, right. it's a pro problem with The Bachelor, but you like idolize whoever this person is that you're like, totally. you know, the whole game is that you're like trying to get them to fall back in love with you and everyone falls in love with this like one singular person and there's no room. 
Exactly. I, feel like. I even went home. Granted, you're totally right. Tasha's going to make that her. And it feels like Matt James, it's a big part of his life as well. So of course you want to be compatible sure. with like whoever you end up with. However, yeah, if that made any of the women uncomfortable, we didn't see it. All we saw was Rachel crying and right. everyone being like, oh my God, like, oh, Matt James, like, oh my God. And it's like, yeah. okay, well, probably some women didn't want that, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and again, you're limiting the future pool of contestants to being only Christians. And it's just like, that's not what this show is, or it shouldn't be, unless you want to rename it as like the Christian Bachelor. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that was a little A annoying. Christian mingle version yeah. of The Bachelor. Right. Who wouldn't want to think about? Yeah, there you go. Right. Um, And then also my other critique is, you know what? Matt seems like a really nice guy. He really does. But he seems really boring, which I mean, I guess that's kind of what you want in a lead because they're a steady constant, whereas then the women can cause the drama or whatever, I guess. But it also weirds me out the sole reason why he got the bachelor position and not like someone like Big Mike, who is another former contestant. Um, He's black and he is from Hannah Brown season and he's just so likable and people love him. But the only reason why Matt got the bachelor position seems like it was because of his friendship with Tyler C. And something about that is just like really knee jerk reaction to me. Just like what? Yeah, I don't know. No, I agree. I think it would be better if he did end up going on Claire Crawley season for two episodes, be like, I don't actually have feelings for you, Bounce. And then they plucked him. It does feel a little odd that they plucked him from not exactly obscurity, but like from bachelor obscurity. Right. And put him in. Yeah. I don't get it. It's like you have. I do have to guys. say as, as someone new to this show, whenever I like see things about past bachelors or like you guys are talking about them or sort of pictures of them, I'm just like actively repulsed by something about them. <laughs> like I just some sort of like oily vibe. Oh. Uh, and I don't get that from Matt. I thought he was fine. No, he's, he's hot yes. and he's boring. And like, that's all I need. All I'm saying is that there was like, I'm, so great. I'm so happy that there is a, finally a black bachelor after however many seasons. But they had some really great, strong contenders to be the first black bachelor. And they didn't choose any of them. That's just wild. Right. Next time. Um, Amelia, speaking of like bachelor versus Tasha and Claire Crawley and all these things, I think I prefer actually the bachelorette where it's yeah. the female lead um, and a pool of men as opposed to the bachelor, which is Matt James and a pool of women. Do you agree? Or which do you prefer? Which format? That's a great question. I would say, I guess, yeah, I do. I think probably because, and I know this has been said over and over again, but it's like when, if you're like, you know, a straight woman and you watch The Bachelorette, you can kind of put yourself in there and be like, oh, those are the guys that I would like. And you kind of live vicariously through The Bachelorette, which Mm -hmm. I think is a draw for a lot of people who Mm, watch it mm -hmm. you know and so like men usually like the bachelor and women usually like the bachelorette Mm -hmm. but um there's something that's almost more low-key about the bachelorette I don't really know what it is but I kind of like that yeah what do you think Kate, I know you don't have a lot of experience (laughs) with this, but as you can see, there's like a lot of drama that happens and it happens with both formats of the show. But there's something, there's just something I feel like women as the lead have like a deal with the conflict that happens in the show better. We'll see how Matt James fares, of course, like we don't know. And then also Claire Crawley's season is a horrible example because she just (laughs) like did her own thing and that's not exactly like used as evidence on either side. But anyway, I just find that a group of men kind of like dealing with their like raging testosterone <laughs> and like like grappling with their emotions and like figuring out like what is more appealing for me to watch than women being like catty about looks or like, yeah. you know, whatever. So anyway, that's that's my only opinion on no, it. No, um, I totally but- agree. I think the women leads do a better job of nipping drama in the bud. Just mm-hmm. being like, I no, no. Like, and we saw with both Tasha and Claire, they were both like, I can't. This totally. No, I hope that Matt James just shuts Kit down right in her tracks, hopefully. <laughs> that doesn't seem or likely. Or the queen. Or the queen. Or the queen. Okay. That doesn't seem likely. <laughs> Before we get into the lightning round with Jamelia, you can take over. Who is your guys' MVP for this episode? My MVP is Agent of Chaos, <laughs> uh, the dildo. Oh I appreciated his presence in this episode. I appreciated that he made everyone really uncomfortable because... I was uncomfortable watching this, but not for that, just for everything else. He interrupted the prayer. Like, what more do you want? (laughs) Amelia, who's your MVP? I would say, you know what, Kate, thank you for making it through the whole two hours with us. I mean, I think, you know, I don't 
know what it's like not to love reality TV, but <laughs> you know what? I you couldn't be a <laughs> yeah. I I applaud you. So so thank you. And uh, honestly, also the MVP goes to the rest of us too because two hours of the show is a lot. <laughs> it's way it's too a lot. Much. It was a lot. <laughs> Amelia, I think I differ from you in that I actually really love Chris Harrison. And a lot um, of people do. I understand. I find him to be the backbone of a, a chaotic <laughs> structure. He's been there yeah. through many ups and downs. So I'm giving the MVP to him. I think he's honestly going to retire. And the next you couple think? season, JoJo or Dorton or wow. someone else is going to like take over. I think he's just, didn't he just move to Austin or something? He's yeah. like, doing this big move. I don't but know. People are saying it's for tax reasons. LOL. Oh, okay. But I, I, mean, <laughs> I, don't, know. I don't know. Okay. Who knows? Know. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> okay, Amelia, take it away with this lightning round. All right. Lightning round. Who is your best guess for front runners slash final four guesses? Because if you watch The Bachelor slash Bachelorette, you know that it is a huge thing to guess the final four people who make it to hometowns mm-hmm. and where the bachelor or bachelorette goes to each person's hometown and meets their family and friends, blah, blah, blah. They've done it differently in quarantine and have brought people's families and friends to uh, Nemecolon or uh, La Quinta. So it's a little different, but it's the same concept. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. So anyway, who are your final four guesses? Uh, I'm staring at these four names and I know who maybe two of them <laughs> are now. I wrote them <laughs> right as I was watching it and I have immediately forgotten people's names. Kayla, I wrote because she he was like hanging out in her truck. He spent a lot of time with her talking about like yeah. where she was from. Mm-hmm. Seemed like a good hang. Again, I like don't know what to look for in this. So I just picked people that I thought he hit it off with. Um, I wrote Mari because he stared at her ass for a really long time. Okay, quickly. I swear this will be quick. But <laughs> when someone gets intro, they walk up and then normally in a normal season, they kind of like round the corner of that the yes. bachelor mansion and then they kind of disappear quickly. So like, yeah, turn a little bit, say a little comment and then you go back. Matt James, the way it was set up was like, they walked past him and they had to climb like four flights of stairs was, up into this hotel. Like the so stairs like, of Khan. Yeah, it like kind of turned like he turn to like watch every woman's ass which I know he wasn't he was more it's like what the bachelor or bachelorette does they yeah. like go and like send them off with their eyes but it just the way that this was set up it just looked like Matt James was just like checking them up and down like their entire way up and then he'd say like wow and you're like no that was bad buddy. Like, no, don't do that so yeah he looked like he was standing at everybody's ass for a really long time yeah, Mari got the longest edit uh, in terms of the walk up the stairs. Yeah. So I just put her, he also like talked about her with her family before she got tapped on the shoulder by a dildo. Right. So, you know, I just feel like rooting for her. And then yeah. I fully forgotten who Sarah is. So apologies to Sarah, okay. uh, who I wrote down for some reason. And then uh, Rachel, who I also barely remember. So that's my four. Everybody has Rachel. She, yes. I think, is like all three of us. Who is I mean, that? Um. She's she was one of the first two out of the limo. I think she looks kind of like Ana de Armas in some okay. lights. Oh, in some right. lights, like she pale, does. dark hair. Yes, yes, yes. She's the one that okay. cried after the prayer. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Her. Okay. So we all have Rachel and then Amelia. Who are your others in the top four? I also have Brie, who I think was first oh, yeah. out of the limo entrances. She had a really cute green dress. Um, and then also I also had Sarah, and you know Sarah is the one who has a sad backstory. Her dad has ALS. Oh, right, right, right. She's the broadcast journalist. Right. And they have like a weird, um, you know, in the the long teaser, they make a point to have her crying several times. So I think she's going to go pretty far for that Mm -hmm. reason. And then I also Mm -hmm. said Anna, who looks like Hannah Brown. And loves caffeine. Oh, so mm-hmm. yeah, she was know. like a little bit like manic. She had some crazy yeah, eyes. Was. She I did. Actually, she definitely I actually did. liked. I felt like it was an honest portrayal of how people actually act in that situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Liz, who do you I have? have? Brie, same as you. I got Rachel, same as you guys. I have Abigail, but also maybe just for the Bachelorette. I feel yeah. like I'm worried for her because I didn't see her a bunch in the previews. But mm. yeah, I totally I know agree. you said that in the note rose all thorn, and I was like, oh shit, that's right. So perhaps not. But I think I mean she was also like. Super blew up on Instagram after this right. episode. So who yeah. knows what'll happen. I liked her. Yeah. And then I have Piper. I didn't really know who's going to... I have actually a very bad sense of these things. Me too. Um, <laughs> but I agree with you guys mostly on your choices. Okay. Next one. Um, yes. Yeah, so could you guys see more or less of Chris Harrison? Kate, what, what do you think? 
Here's the thing. I actually really enjoyed his presence because I just felt like he's seen it all. <laughs> and I'd like, as a new viewer, I just like needed like a guide to like carry yeah. me through this he's experience. A weary veteran, yeah. And totally, he, he honestly has like that weary thing where he's like, here we go again. Fucking Matt James, all these damn women. And like, I just like had this vibe from him where he, like nothing he would see would phase him because like he's seen everything. He saw like fucking fence jump, whatever oh, the hell yes, happened when the guy jumped the, dumped the one girl for the other girl. So mm. I was just like, whatever happens, like Chris Harrison will be unfazed. And like, that was the reassurance that I needed yes. as I was like cringing uh, into my couch cushions. <laughs> I agree. More Chris Harrison. He is the backbone of the franchise, and I find him to be actually quite hilarious. Amelia, thoughts? I always think we need a little less because just like, okay, yeah, Chris, we can see that you have one rose left, but that's not necessarily him, I guess. But my dad compared him to like an undertaker, you know, at a funeral home (laughs) who guides people through death, which kind of makes sense. You know, he's guiding us. He definitely was part of the whole like, taking it too seriously thing like I was like yeah. oh my like, god you can stop giving dramatic pauses like he's I helming the ship so. yeah yeah you right. can also compare him to like a wedding DJ maybe it's like a little lighter <laughs> of like you guide everybody's yes. like, like love ceremony but also yeah. through death that's also a good one that too um okay so and then what do you guys think was the best gimmick of the night Kate uh, there were some fascinating ones. Yeah. Again, I've talked about Dildo Girl a lot, so I'm going to focus yeah. on someone else. And there was a girl whose name I did not bother to learn, uh, who had the whole world of like gimmicks and puns mm-hmm. and costumes at her disposal. And she went with a pair of slippers <laughs> that looked like goat feet. And she said something about how Matt's the greatest of all time and Mm -hmm. then like showed him her feet, pulled up her dress and had like these gross like hooves on (laughs) and that and she had to wear them all night and that's what you go with? Kate. You have every possible joke? You have never seen when Alexis, a contestant, dressed up in a full-ass dolphin costume and sat there all night, never Never changed. That's funny. (laughs) That's funny. That convinces it a bit harder. At least she was comfortable, you know? Right. That at least, like, everyone can look at you and know that you're the dolphin girl or whatever, and, like, it's visible, whereas the goat feet was, like, just her, (laughs) just sitting there in her dress and her goat feet. And I was like, oh, that's not funny to begin with. Also, oh, it was sad. Did you see it? And we're kind of like, I don't know what this is for like five seconds before realizing, yeah. oh, right. these are hooves. Yeah, it's not an obvious. Totally. Right. Yeah. It's not an obvious thing. And it's also like the greatest of all time. What? Like the goat. What? It's like <laughs> right. he was person <laughs> won awards for his sports or anything. Like, you know what I mean? I'm yeah. like, that's such a weird leap. Yeah, totally. I don't know. Very weird choice. Liz, what did you choose? I picked Bachelor Survival Kit because I thought yes. the little red flags was really cute. But I also want to give a shout out to Brie, who was the first one out. I don't know if she did this on purpose. Couldn't tell. But Matt was like, hi, what's your name? And she goes, Brie, what's your name? And he was like, <laughs> Matt. And it was like, oh, that, was like <laughs> that was good. Really cute. Yeah. That, and yeah. it like reminds you of like when you get like your food at a restaurant, they're like, enjoy. And you're like, you too. Or whatever. Yes. And you're like, fuck. Yeah. Like, I can't enjoy it. I'm fucking at a restaurant. That's what it reminded me of. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah, I thought that was really cute. Yeah, great. it was. I liked it. It was. I also liked when Abigail was, you know, she was nervous because she's deaf and she was like, uh, it's so awkward to say that like I'm deaf so soon into it. And so, but she said like, I'm deaf. So I'm going to be reading your beautiful lips. And I was like, oh, that Ooh, is that was smooth. Good. Yeah, very yeah. smooth. I really mm-hmm. like that. But um, I know we all hate Victoria, but her whole queen bit with like, that's her job title, whatever, whatever, gave her a lot of screen time slash attention, which is what I think she wanted. So, you know Smart. what? Yeah. More power the to The goat you. girl should have put goat as her job title. That would have been great. Shut up. That would have rehabilitated yeah. that joke. Because Alexis put like aspiring dolphin trainer or something. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. we can move on. I don't know if why. If you're going to commit, up. you got to commit. Agreed. Okay. And then final question. Kate, would you watch another episode or did this ruin reality TV for you forever? Okay, so I I don't think I'll watch regularly. However, okay. I wrote this two days ago. And since then, I've started getting Bachelor TikToks. I've wow. seen all the memes. And I've understood all the memes. I've seen Exciting. all the jokes. I've been able to talk about it with you guys. And I have to say, I enjoy knowing what people are talking about. Okay. Like, I really enjoyed being in on the jokes. So... I will def. I'm definitely invested. Like I definitely yeah. care about who wins yeah. and like who goes far. I don't think I will like watch live, sure. and I also probably won't watch. But I think maybe I'll watch like YouTube clips. Definitely watch Amelia's recaps. 
And I just definitely extremely need to know who wins. And I like knowing the jokes also just not to be too on brand here, but just like, this is such an aggressively heterosexual show. And I know Mm -hmm. that that's how it is. And with the Christianity (sighs) thing and like middle America and like, that's just television. But the day they give us like a gay bachelor or a gay bachelorette, I will watch the whole show. Hell so yeah, that's totally. what it's going to take for me to watch it live. <laughs> uh, but until then, I will watch uh, Amelia's recaps. Well, thank Rob you. Mills, please, if you're listening, do it. <laughs> Iconic right. Rob. It has been a long episode. So let's go to the final category. <laughs> Sorry, Kaya. This is Tea Time's unanswerable question. Actually, Bachelor related this first one. Yeah, Kate. this is my segue. <laughs> mm. So as I said, I've been getting the memes. I've been seeing the TikToks. I don't know how TikTok knows, but they know. They always know. (laughs) Um, And I've just like been like weirdly immersed in Bachelor Nation very, very quickly. And so I just went on Instagram the other day. I was just scrolling away, literally Mm -hmm. the day after I watched this. And fucking Kit, what's her face, pops Mm. up on my feed, my main feed. And I was like, wait. Wow. And I clicked on her page and I already follow her. So so she doesn't have she doesn't have that many, like an insane amount of followers. She's not famous. She's not a model. She's not well known. And I clearly like already followed her at some point in my past for some unknown reason. So here, here's my answer <laughs> question. It's why do I already follow her? Yeah. Uh, and I'm just like trying to like interrogate my past self <laughs> to understand. I scrolled through her, literally her entire Instagram to see if anything looks familiar. If there was any reason that I could have followed her. And my, my theory is this oatmeal. I went through what? an oats phase. Uh, those of you who know me know that I don't cook. I'm very lazy in the kitchen, but I like to pretend that I'm not, which means that I went through an overnight oats phase where oh. I like made fancy oats. Yes. And Kit, like years back in her Instagram, <laughs> went through some sort of phase where she was like posting recipes and she had a lot of oats recipes. And I think oh, I maybe God. followed her as an overnight oats influencer. You've been in an oats phase for a really long time because me and you shared an office way back when the world was normal and you fucking had oatmeal every single morning and I'd walk in and it would smell like cinnamon apple. It's kind of nice. Right. And it was that was like way back when. And yeah. I don't I don't I'm not really into that anymore. So I think like the reason I don't remember her is because since I've like moved on from my oats phase, right. I, I like didn't really engage in that content anymore. So Instagram stopped showing it to me. And then somehow it knows that I started engaging in wow. bachelor content. And so then she came back up. Wow. And was like, here you are. Oh so my God. It was just fate. Uh, and I'm not rooting for her, but I do want her to go back to posting recipes because <laughs> apparently that was the, I think that was the content I originally came for. I don't know though. I still don't know. Oh my God. So. It's a mystery. Unanswerable. It is. It's an unanswerable question. That is yeah. a good one. God, well, thank you. Jesus. Okay, <laughs> this feels stupid, but um, so David Hasselhoff, you know, the guy on Baywatch, the Hoff, he is selling a bunch of his memorabilia, and one of the pieces is a giant <laughs> replica of himself that was used for the SpongeBob SquarePants movie, and they have put it up on live auctioneers, and they think that it will sell for $1.5 million (laughs) for literally all it is, is a giant replica of David Hasselhoff and he's just smiling. It's like, I, I don't, what? (laughs) $1.5 million? First of all, it's terrifying. (laughs) You have not, you have undersold how terrifying this is. He's on his stomach. Why is his mouth open? I don't know. Because Patrick and SpongeBob are riding Why him in the ocean. Why is he naked? They're riding him out in the ocean. He has his boxers on or something. He has like swim shorts. Okay. Yeah. It looks like it's <laughs> maybe a like towel. Speechless. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I would never buy this for $1.5 million. Also, wow. The first bid uh, is $100,000. There are 44 bidders watching this what? item in case you guys were wondering. <laughs> That's wild. Uh, wow. It doesn't seem like anyone's anyone's bid. If they zero bids. 40- <laughs> zero. Oh, zero? Zero bids. Oh. How are they going to get from 100000 to <laughs> Oh, my God. This reminds me of like I got to keep an eye on this. I have questions. to know. That's yeah. really funny. I want to know what it goes for. We'll keep you We're guys gonna posted. We're going to have to check in. Yeah. yeah. That'll be our, category, our first category next week. Check yeah. in with David Hasselhoff's. <laughs> okay, lastly, I'm sorry. Um, I know that Tea Time and especially Kate is happy. Harry Styles is is spoken for at the moment. But Miley Cyrus has publicly 
you know, she's shooting her shot at the Harry Styles. She went on a British radio network called Heart. Ooh. And she was asked if she'd rather kiss Harry Styles or Justin mm. Bieber. Granted, mm-hmm. she had an easy out. She's like, Justin Bieber's family, <laughs> known way too long. So Harry Styles. Yeah. But then she goes on to say, she's like, he's really good looking. Really good. I'm into wow. the fishnets. We have very similar tastes. I think sharing a closet, sharing a life together. It just makes sense. Tea time has healed. The bridge between Miley Cyrus and Harry Styles has been formed. There's no other conflict that exists on the show. I just feel like this is what does it, you know? Honestly, I they almost make sense together. Right? They make more than a little bit of sense. Have they met Not before? even just the fishnets. Yeah. Do we have Definitely. any public record of them like they photographs have to together? Have met. I can't. I, I actually on. can't tell. Fan art has been so good. When people yes, like Photoshop yes, two yes. people together, I can't tell if it's real or fake. <laughs> the shops, yes. Yeah, oh it's my real. God. Okay. Oh my yeah, God. they've met. Okay. They've met for sure. Okay. Oh they seem God. like they would be friends. They <laughs> the both Photoshop. like to party. Yeah. They're both, I think, very smart, but like don't necessarily. It's like not necessarily part of their public image. Yeah. Great they can, music. Like, live out in the mansions of Malibu. Just like chill. Oh, yes. Have a bunch of pets. Make music. <laughs> I'm just I thinking about all like the photoshopped accounts, like Harry. Miley. Harry Let's Miley start that rumor. Yeah. Okay. Let's just do it. Just stir the pot. You heard it I'm here into first. that. Okay. <laughs> I'll do some manipulation of images. Yeah. Okay. Please. Great. That's why you follow okay. us at Tea Time Pod. Yeah. And last minute plug. Okay. Anyway, God bless our producer, Kyron <laughs> McMullen, who has to Truly. listen to us every week. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Alwell. And I'm Amelia Lundmeyer. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.